Blog Talk Radio. Everybody get up on your feet. Let's sing this together. Come on, y'all.
thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endures forever. We are glad to be here to share with you on this another Saturday afternoon. We welcome all of you, our listeners, to Global Gospel. I'm your host, Reverend Lamar Townsend, and we are here every Saturday from 1 p.m. until 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time sharing with you the gospel and the good news. We want you to know that we do not own the rights to any of the music that you hear today, but we pray that is a blessing to you, you, and to you. Well, tell your family, tell your friends, tell your neighbors to log on to www.blogtalkradio.com slash global hyphen gospel. Uh, Our number in studio at the appointed time where you can join us is 619-924-0800. Take that number down and give us a call a little later. Certainly, we uh, want to know that you can reach out and connect with us on social media. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Tumblr. We're on Instagram. If you go to our Facebook page, our Twitter page, or our Tumblr page, There's a direct link to each and every episode. All of our shows are archived. In addition to Block Talk Radio, you can listen to us on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Certainly, we are syndicated on all of those Apple, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. And certainly, we want you to connect with us any time of day or night. You can contact Global Gospel at P.O. Box 5331. That is in Hempstead, New York, where the zip code is 11550. If you'd like to email us, you can email globalgospel17 at gmail.com. We will be delighted to hear from you. We want to shout out our sponsors on today, MPT Enterprise, Abyssinia, Third Lounge, Nationwide Black Family Mediation Services, Happy, Healthy, Functioning, Honor Thy Sweets, Grandma Edda's Quilting. We thank God for all of you, our sponsors. We thank God for our listeners in the North, the South, the East, and the West. Those that are listening in the continent of the United States, uh, those that are listening in uh, the United Kingdom, Spain, Portugal, England, South Africa, Nigeria, Democratic Republic of Congo, Australia, Myanmar, South Korea, we thank God for you, you and you. Please leave a comment on our page. For those of you that have tuned in to Global Gospel for the first time, our theme scripture here at Global Gospel is 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3. But if our, if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. And certainly we came today to share with you the gospel, the good news, glad tidings, to tell you about the, the birth, the life, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We came to let you know that the gospel meets every need in your life. It is comprehensive. If you have a spiritual need, if you have a physical need, if you have a financial need, if you're down and out, if you're suicidal, the gospel is here today to heal you, to deliver you, to save you, and to set you free. And we pray that something is said on today just to help you along the way. And certainly we do have a a special uh, 
program lined up for you today, so we encourage you to stay tuned while we go to break. And after we come back from break, you will be hearing our special presentation, and you will be hearing from our guests on this Saturday afternoon. So we want you to listen to this, stay tuned, and be blessed. Don't treat me like this. Stop coming around here with that negative energy.
listeners, we are back. I'm your host. Again, for those of you that have just tuned in, Reverend Lamar Townsend, and you are listening to Global Gospel. And this Saturday afternoon, our special guest is in studio with us. Say hello, special guest. Hello there. Good afternoon. (laughs) Good afternoon. And for our listeners, maybe they didn't catch that voice. Tell our listeners who you are. This is Lachey Pashel Monroe, <laughs> live and in the oh. flesh. All right. Thank you, Lachey Pashel Monroe, for joining us today, taking time out of your very busy schedule to share with Global Gospel. How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. It's a beautiful day. It's hot, <laughs> but I'm doing well. Thank you. Awesome, awesome. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Woo. Okay. Um, well, I've been married to my husband for the past uh, eight years. Um, mom to five beautiful little girls. And um, you heard that correctly, five, five children and their old girl. <laughs> um, and uh, the church girl grew up in church, born on a pew, as I like to say, um, from the time I was, you know, born raised around music, mother sang, grandmother sang. Um, and so and then I met my husband, he was a musician and so definitely passion for music. Um, passion for family, for for raising my children, um, but most importantly I love God and um so grateful that um that I have been have you know, having the opportunity to, to be redeemed and, and to have Jesus as my Lord and Savior. So that's probably what I'm most proud of today. Awesome, awesome. So, uh, well, we thank God for uh, you and your life. And so, as you said, you've always been around music, and music is part of your life. So your introduction song of choice today was from Erica Campbell. Tell our listeners a little bit about what that song means to you. Um, you know, I've been a Mary Mary fan since I was in high school. I think that's when their first album came out, and I just really connected with them. I always felt like they were kind of speaking my language, um, being a, you know, a teenager at the time. Um, and so, you know, Erica Campbell, she never disappoints. <laughs> and as a musician, um, it's nice to have somebody to kind of put words to how you're feeling. And that's kind of what I feel like this song is, you know, it's just kind of, you know, encouraging us. And, you know, I don't like to get too into, you know, no negative vibes, no negative energy. I don't I don't get too much to that. However, I do believe that there's something there. And I think that, um, you know, it's okay. It's absolutely okay to make sure that your environment is um, catering to more, you know, optimism instead of pessimism and more, you know, opportunities to be positive and look at the glass half full. And that's kind of you know, where I'm at in my day-to-day journey. You know, there are so many things that happen to us throughout our days, throughout our weeks, from month to month, um, especially over the last few years in our country um, and present day, you know, with the country, you know, being, you know, pretty much in a very volatile state, you know, between gas prices and and groceries. And, you know, there there are wars that are happening um, just came from COVID. It's like we went from one, you know, bad situation to another bad situation. And I feel like, you know, it's very easy to 
to be dealing with depression and very easy to just constantly, you know, be negative because we're surrounded by a lot of negative. That's realistic. Um, and so I feel like you have to be intentional. Be intentional. Strive to find the good. You know, obviously God is good, right? And mm-hmm. he sent his son, so that's good. But also just the real, realistic situations that we have to deal with, you have to insert, you know, a positive mindset into those situations. And you have to be intentional about it. Awesome. That that was really well said. Uh, we do have to be intentional about being positive because a lot of times people are negative and they don't realize that they're negative just because. Right, that they're being negative. <laughs> <laughs> that just becomes who they are. Exactly. Uh, how would they exactly. say that? Like a Debbie Downer or something like that? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. So it is important. And I that think, we are... you know, we can pray for those people and we can still be in relationship with those people. I'm not saying, you know, cut everybody off because I know that's a slippery slope, especially in this culture. Um, we just are so quick to cut people off. I'm not saying do that. But I am saying, you know, it's okay if you minimize your interactions with the Debbie Downers. That's perfectly okay because that can't be good for anybody. You know, you're not your mental health, you know? So true. So true. And everybody is on a mental health kick these days, so uh, we definitely need to stay positive. So in addition to uh, being positive, and that's a good mindset to have in all areas of our life, uh, you said uh, we're talking today and uh, going to talk a little bit about parenting, I believe. Um, yeah. And so as we talk about that, uh, you mentioned several things, which we'll come back to, but uh, you said mom to five and you repeated that mom to five. So let's start there, <laughs> mom of five. <laughs> yes, mom to five. Definitely not in the, the vision, the plan that I saw <laughs> for my life, but um, definitely, I believe, you know, part of God's plan for my life for sure. Um, very interesting and very interesting. <laughs> it's um, I will say that you learn so much about yourself when you become a parent. Um, think you know who you are. But nothing really shows you who you are like raising children because um, you kind of have to come face-to-face with yourself on a regular basis <laughs> um, because those children do have, you know, they're, they're who they are. They're separate. They're not you, but they do have, they're yours. So they have, you know, characteristics and things that resemble you. And I just find it so incredibly interesting, and, and I think it's, that the Lord is funny that way. Um, that he's kind of like, yeah, this is what I'm dealing with when I'm when he's parenting us, right? His adult children. <laughs> right. It's kind of like he he's like, yeah, you see, you see how difficult you are. Um, and so it's it's filled with grace. It's been filled with really frustrating moments, really tough moments. Um, it's been filled with love, and not just love from me to my children, but I think children are incredibly resilient and have this insane capacity um, to love their imperfect parents. Um, And I think that's just, that's so mind-blowing to me um, that people who haven't even been here, you know, a decade sometimes are just really good at what forgiveness is better than we are Mm -hmm. um, as adults. And so, yeah, it's been a trip. It's been a trip. Uh, um, And I, listen, 
<laughs> I drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> to stay awake? <laughs> um, yeah, to get my morning started. Um, because it's everybody's up at the crack of dawn. You know, my children, I always make a joke that my children are well rested. They they sleep very well at night, so they are ready. <laughs> Early in the morning, they're like, "All right, let's do this." So I have to try to keep up at times. Okay, so um, so obviously you were a mom prior to. Uh, this particular season that we're in, as you talked about gas prices and food yeah. prices and COVID. So did that change who you were as a parent uh, going through the pandemic? Did you, did life all of a sudden become, I'm a different parent now? You know, it it didn't. And I'm going to tell you why. Um, prior to COVID and, 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 us being where we are now, I was a stay-at-home mom. And so I was used to parenting around the clock. I was used to being home. I was used to having all the children at home because I homeschooled. Um, So when COVID happened, people were going through major transitions. People were working from home um, that had previously worked in the office. Well, my husband was working from home before the pandemic. And so our dynamic really didn't change at all. And so I look at that as kind of like just God's grace for us. Okay. Um, that we didn't experience these really difficult and challenging transitions like some other families. I mean, we kind of, it was just kind of like another day for us. Um, and so people having their kids at home, you know, was really tough for a lot of people. Uh, but we didn't, we didn't experience that now. Okay. So you mentioned that you homeschool. Well, that's probably another. That's a, probably a topic in itself. Oh yeah. <laughs> but let's let's at least let's at least touch the surface of that because homeschooling is a totally different dynamic, and the world is a changing place. And certainly, this is right. not school. Isn't what it was when I was in school or you were in right. school. And there's so many um, safety issues. There's curriculum issues. Sure. So, t- what what uh, what made you decide to homeschool? So um, I tell everyone initially, homeschooling um, was birthed from just what was easiest to do at, at a particular season. I had just had um, twins, two babies. That one time is no joke when you already have two children. And so um, it was extremely difficult for me to manage my oldest daughter who was going back and forth to kindergarten at that time. And so I just felt like, you know what, maybe the best thing for me to do would be to, you know, kind of just get to a location, um, you know, a, a place where I could just kind of, keep everybody, keep life simple because I had two brand new babies and I had a toddler and just dragging them around, you know, from place to place um, every morning, taking her back and forth to school. It just was too much. And so that's how I originally started. Um, And then once we got to that season and I said, oh, okay, this is, this is flowing pretty smoothly. And, um, and I kind of just stuck with it. After that, and as each homeschool year went on, I found that it just became increasingly 
difficult to put them back in school because, like you said, the curriculum had started. The curriculum, excuse me, had started to change, and um, then they were shooting, you know, happening in school, and it just was like always more and more incentive to keep them in school. It just, it, you know, it made a lot of sense, and so um, I'm, I'm got, I got to tell you, it, it's been a really rough journey. It's been extremely difficult. Um, but I don't regret it. And I have always said that, you know, I would homeschool for as long as I need to until the season calls for something else. And that's, that's still where we are. So, you know, we decide each year, are we going to homeschool this year? Yeah, we're going to homeschool this year. And I suppose that, you know, at some point, <laughs> you know, my daughter will participate in a hybrid program and, you know, take her high school courses, you know, with, with another school while she's also homeschooled. But for us, for our family, for this season, that's, it's just what makes sense. I I think people have the wrong idea about homeschool. The first thing is people always say, as soon as you say your children are homeschooled, what about their social life? <laughs> and I, I think that's so funny because I say, well, um, first of all, I have five children, <laughs> so they socialize with each other. That's number one. Right. Number two, um, I'm raising them to be adults, and so they're always around adults, right? And so I find the maturity in my children. You may not see me in other children because they are kind of always around adults, and they have a blast. They have fun being themselves, playing with their friends, and then, you know, we connect with other homeschool families in our area, and so um, it's just it's just been what works best. I my desire is not to keep my children from anything. I want to talk to them about sex. I want to talk to them about same-sex relationships. I want to talk to them about you know hygiene and maturation and all the things. But I would like to do it on my terms. My husband and I have you know we know our children best, and so we know <laughs> when they're ready for certain information. And I don't you know, have anything against public school. Like you said, you and I both went to public school um, in Long Island, and so I don't have anything against it, but things have changed quite a bit. And um, I don't want my children force-fed or dealing with information that their their brains are not ready to, to process. I know that was a mouthful, but... <laughs> so do you th- have you found that it is easier to maintain your Christian values by homeschooling? Absolutely. There's a there's a whole lot that doesn't need to be, you know, explained because we're at home. And so what would you what would your advice be to other Christian parents? Would you would you recommend homeschooling as a solution to some of the curriculum issues or would you say that parents should maybe take a stronger stand in the public school system? So what I would say is for some parents, homeschooling will be all there is. All right? There will there will never be another option. For okay. other parents, homeschooling will be from season to season. It will depend okay. on what's going on in their family. And then for other families, homeschooling will never be an option because of their you know, line of work, that it'll never happen because of, you know, whatever environment they're in. It just their lives will not accommodate that. 
what I would say is in everything, in every scenario, we have to seek the Lord, right, and pray about mm-hmm. what's best for our family in that season because, you know, no matter what, this is what it is. Um, it may not work out like that. If you're um, a public service, if you're a cop, if you're a teacher, you know what I mean? If, if you have a, a career that doesn't really allow for you to homeschool your children, then you can't do it. Also, if you don't have the personality, <laughs> I know there are some parents that would disagree with me. There are some homeschool parents that think everybody can homeschool. I highly disagree. Everybody cannot homeschool. Everybody is not um, built for teaching children, you know what I'm saying, in a way right. that, that that will benefit the children. However, I would love for every parent to just think about the fact that, because I don't think we give ourselves enough time. You got your children from birth to their first kindergarten class. You taught them how to talk. You taught them how to use the bathroom. They learn to walk. They learn to use utensils when they're eating. They learn to use manners when they're speaking. And you're going to say all of a sudden that you're not capable <laughs> of teaching them? That's, that's ludicrous to me. Now, maybe, you know, you have to call in some reinforcements by the time they get to middle school and, and high school. But you, you are the parent, and you can see your child in a way that no one else ever will be able to see your child. That's an advantage. That's a blessing. That's a pleasure that we have as parents. We can see our children. We can see things in our children and, and have a patience for them and accommodate them in a way that a school system is not necessarily designed to. Because your average teacher in the average classroom, they don't always have that time to be one-on-one. They have to get a class full of students, you know what I'm saying, to a certain point by a certain time in the year. Right. So if you have a child that doesn't learn a certain way, they want to write your child off, you know, or, or diagnose them or label them, you know. So if you do have to put your children in school, hey, do what you got to do. Pray over your baby. You you can't afford private school. You have to put your baby in a public school. Understood. That makes perfect sense to me. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's the boat right. that most parents are in. But pray, continue. You know, I pray even – so I'm I'm doing homeschool. I still pray over my children because who's to say that homeschool is the best? We won't really know <laughs> if I did well <laughs> until they're like in adulthood, right? You understand what I'm saying? Let, let's you know let's think I'm positive. <laughs> you know, but look, I'm, my point is, you, you have to pray in all situations. You have to right. say, okay, Lord, we can't. This is this is what we can do right now. And this is not ideal, but this is what we can do realistically. And so, Lord, I trust you with my children. And that's, that's where I'm at. That's the space that I'm in, whether they're homeschool or in pub, public school or in private school. Lord, I trust you with my children. Right. And that's, you know, it is what it is. So that would be my advice. Pray, seek the Lord, figure out where you are and, you're, you know, it, you may be a single mom. You may be married, but maybe both people have to work, you know. Or maybe not, you know, and, and, you know, how important is it, you know, it is to you matters as well. And then what kind of children do you have or child do you have? Mm-hmm. You know, or is it, is it an environment that they can thrive in? You know, because that's the goal too. That's true. Listen, uh, we could do a whole other show about just. Well, well, yeah, it's very interesting um, because it's not, 
not you don't meet people every day that homeschool their children. Right. And so is there a network of of parents that homeschool or how exactly does that work? Oh sure. There's there's tons of people that homeschool. You know, it 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 started to increase in popularity again. Okay. Um over the last few years and so the network is literally exploded. Um you know, I, now I will say there aren't a lot of black and brown homeschoolers. Um, so that, you have to dig a little deeper, you know, okay. for that. Um, but the networks exist. Um, definitely a lot of believers, a lot of Christians, you know, that are homeschooling for the same reason, because they want to, you know, have a little bit more control over the curriculum. But certainly there's a network, and I would say you cannot do it without a network. You you ha- absolutely have to have a community. I mean, I'm five years in, you know, and, and I, you know, I still have to connect. So not just for myself, um, but for my children so that they have community with other children and so that you can lean on other, other parents. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. That is, um, that is certainly a interesting, uh, task in life. And so um, many yeah. people have one concept of ministry, um, but they don't realize, and probably previous generations lost the dynamic or the factor that ministry, family is ministry. And so absolutely, you have so many people that are angry out there that are angry with their parents that were perhaps in ministry or pastors or whatever, it felt like they were neglected or they got the seconds or they came last or, and then you, you hear right. ministers that make confessions that I want, I weren't, I wasn't there for my children as much as I should have because I was right. prioritizing other places. And so now I think everybody gets it after we lost a few generations that family is ministry, and I'm sure you agree that this is ministry. Absolutely. Absolutely, hands down. Awesome. So with that being said, have you considered becoming a professional educator based on your experiences with homeschooling? Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) That was the wrong answer. That was the wrong. <laughs> I gotta choose you better next time. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm offended Absolutely. because I, I used to be a teacher's assistant. I'm, I'm offended. <laughs> you know, this is the thing. I used to teach. I used to teach um, kindergarten and first grade at a private school, private elementary school. Okay. Um, and that was when I just had one daughter before I had my other children. And it was fine. I, it was great. It was fantastic. And then I thought, well, um, once my twins had turned um, two years old, I said, well, you know what? I'll go back into teaching. And I, I decided to be a substitute teacher for a school um, that was close to my home. And I walked in there, and that I, that was the last day I did it. And I realized that um, my patience, the patience that I had once had for children, it was completely gone. I mean, 
gone. Nowhere in sight. And as shocking as that was, I just was like, wow, this is okay. This is not an option for you anymore. I had, you know, I was spent, I think, um, because of my own children, all the nurturing, all the teaching, all, all the parenting, all the mothering that goes, you know, into my daily life. When it was time to show up for other children, I literally had nothing to give them. So, you know, for me, educating my children in that will be, you know, as far as I go, as much as I do, and good, but God bless every teacher um, out there. It's an incredibly difficult position to do, you know, position to fill, I should say. Um, they do they do such a heavy lifting job. Teaching is, is heavy lifting. Right. Um and so, yeah, no, 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 sir, not me. <laughs> okay. So this is this is definitely interesting. And so I do want to, perhaps someone has some questions. So I'm going to remind our, our listeners, 619-924-0800, we're going to take a break, uh, and then we're going to come back. So this next election, tell us what the next election is as we go to break. Oh, this is uh this should be Molly Music and Jonathan McReynolds, right? Yes. Okay. Um, oh I love I love 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 this this song. Because I think moving on, you know, it it applies to so many different areas in life. We can get stuck on so much. We can get stuck in relationships, we can get stuck um on on a you know maybe a mistake that we made um and we just don't want to let go we can get stuck um in in a past you know situation where we're like oh, but I don't understand I just you know trying to get clarity and the clarity will never get you know we'll never get clarity um I love this I love this it encourages me to just like it's kind of like a let it go like just keep it moving I'm mean, just close the chapter Turn the page. Like, let it go. It's because life is so short. It's so precious. It's so fragile. Um, there's not enough time to be stuck. You know. So that's that's this next this next song is on that. Okay, listeners, moving on. Six one nine nine two four zero eight zero zero.
stood me well Forget your failures Forgive yourself I'm moving on I'm moving on Monroe is here in studio live with us. 619-924-0800 if you have a question uh, today. So, Lachey, mother of five, girl mom, (laughs) tell us more about parenting. So, earlier I, I mentioned that, you know, a lot of times um, we are looking at ourselves um, when we're raising our children. Sometimes it's a good thing. Sometimes it's a bad thing. Um, but what I have found is that because they're girls, the girls, you know, from my experience, tend to be, you know, a little bit more emotional and, make, and more aware of their emotions. And I have found that you really have to, work on taking care of your own emotions, right? Making sure that you're checking your own mental health, making sure that you're spiritually grounded because if not, a lot of that seeps into you raising your children. And um, if we don't get clear, like, on who we are, um, you could be, I know, you know, parents, um, that are jealous of their children, you know, particularly I see that dynamic with women and their children is, is you know, unfortunately you have moms that are, you know, dealing with jealousy, you know, when it comes to raising their girls because they feel like, you know, they, they didn't get to do certain things when they were raising their children. You know, they didn't feel like they lived their best lives, you know, and so now they're, children are in those seasons where they're living their lives. And it can be really tough if you haven't come to terms with that and you haven't really kind of gotten a grip on where you are. And I feel like it's so hard for people to raise children because parenting is exhausting. It is absolutely positively the most exhausting thing I have ever participated in in my entire life because it requires you to be present. And in order to do that, you have to be aware. That means if I'm fussing at my child um, for something, you know, and it goes from me just being upset about something she did to, you know, me berating her or, or having like that bully-like demeanor, that's, that's something deeper. That doesn't have anything to do with the child. That has to do with maybe how you were raised. That has to do with maybe unresolved issues you may have. And so I just think it's, you're walking a tightrope um, as parents, especially as a mother, because I don't want to raise, I'm raising young black women. And I don't want to raise them and they're, you know, and have them bitter. I don't want to raise them and have them um, angry or 
dealing with resentment or unresolved issues that I passed down to them <laughs> because, you know, I didn't deal with that stuff. And I, I would encourage every mother um, to kind of make sure that you are fleshing out and clearing out any any contamination, any any toxins that may be left over, residual within you um, from maybe your upbringing or your past experiences. I think it's it's imperative that you you work on that so that when you raise your children, you can you know do it with. And I'm not. There's no perfect parent, right? Perfect parents only. So, but. You can be a healthy parent. You know, you can you can definitely be a healthy parent. You can be a healthy mom. Um, and when you're raising your children, when you're chastising them, when you're di- disciplining them, you're doing it from a sober place and not a place that, that's, you know, contaminated with all of the, 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 I would say, the conglomerate of things that have happened in your past. I know that was a lot. <laughs> hey, listen. We're, we're talking. People have real issues out there, and so yeah. we do. We do have to deal with our issues, as you said, because otherwise you're just passing on things. And sometimes we 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 pass on negative things, and we blame it on culture, or we blame it on a lot of things. And we shouldn't. Right. Do that. We need to just deal with the issue. Um, right. With exactly. that being said. So that is so important that you said that, and uh, certainly we thank you for sharing that with us. I don't want to end today without you giving some shout-outs. So we have to remember those important people in our lives, those people that influence us, those people that are listening in. Uh, so who would you like to shout-out on today? Um, well, I'd like to shout-out my husband because uh, tomorrow is Father's Day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Father's Day, honey. And uh, I would also like to shout out my mother, um, the GOAT, Linda Ankrum Adams, who is um, the best mother to ever do it, in my humble opinion. (laughs) And uh, I want to shout out my children who have allowed their mother to to have this moment to help other people, (laughs) for sure. Awesome, awesome. So um, certainly we thank God for all those people that you uh, shouted out on today and all those influences uh, that help us to be who we are in life and who you are in life. Uh, We thank God for that. So as um, once again, our number is 619-924-0800 if you want to give us a shout out on today. Um, So in conclusion, five, mother of five, Mm-hmm. Do you have like a secret to adding extra time in the day or a week or <laughs> you know it's so funny um I really I don't but I do want to make sure that I people always ask me when they see me with the girls oh my god how do you do it and um the truth is really it's just God's grace you know I would love to really take more credit for it um oh their hair is so pretty would you do everybody's hair and oh, you have them dressed alike, it's just God's grace. I don't know that I would have ever imagined this life for myself or even, I definitely, you know, I know people who pray for twins. I never prayed for twins. (laughs) Um, But somehow this is what I needed, which is just, again, remarkable um, and and just 
you know, a testament to how good God is. Like he knew what I needed and this is what I needed. And they're beautiful. They're smart. They're kind. They're loving. Um, and all of that is just because of God's grace. I really, you know, I try to stay grounded. I try to, you know, I keep the Lord at, at front and center of my life because I know how bad I need him and how bad the people in my life need me to have him because, you know, doing mm-hmm. this on my own without him, it's a wrap. Like I'd probably be in jail or something, you know? Um, <laughs> I'm just keeping it real. So, you know, um, this is definitely a work of God's grace, being able to love them well, serve them well. Um, that is just grace in my life. And I'm so, 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 so thankful um, that he's given me this. This is it's still, this feels like abundance. I know people think of money when they think of abundance. No. This, these gifts, uh, my husband and my children, that's abundance. Love in our household, that's abundance for sure. Awesome. Certainly that is uh, well said. Grace. All right. Grace five is grace. Okay. That that works. That works. Yeah. <laughs> that'll right. that'll pre- that'll preach. So <laughs> we actually so. named my youngest daughter. Uh her middle name is Grace. Um oh. Journey Grace. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And and how how important okay, we have a few minutes left. How important would you say as a as a mother is it to uh, name your children, whether Ooh. in prayer time or actual names. I yeah, and and so both, both. I we we've always been super intentional about naming our children together. What do their names mean? You know, who are they? Who will they show up to be? You know, in this world, what does God have for them? I think it's super important, but definitely in prayer. You know, I pray for my children all the time because I can't guarantee their salvation, and I would love to. I would love to know that my children are going to choose the Lord Jesus Christ. I would love to know that, but I can't. I can't know that. I can't guarantee that. I can give them Jesus, but I can't make them accept him. And so I constantly pray over them um, that they will choose the Lord, that I won't do anything that would turn them off from God and, and cause them to walk, you know, in another direction. I pray that I'm living in a way that, that encourages them and moves them closer to Jesus, you know. And um, so I would say it's of, of most important. You have to pray for your children because their lives really do depend on them. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, um, we have come down to the close of the hour, and certainly uh, we definitely will have to have you back again. And, and uh, For sure. You, you can definitely <laughs> share some more with us. And I know we uh, took a little bit of a turn with the homeschooling there, but I'm sure somebody yeah. <laughs> needed, needed to hear that. And uh, yeah, it, yeah. it's good to know that we have options in life because a lot of times people feel like they don't have any options or they're out right, of options. Exactly. So unless you talk to other people, you don't necessarily know what your options are in life. Exactly. Exactly. So it's so important that we communicate and certainly that we read and get an, and all that get and get an understanding because uh, listen, yes. some people have heard about homeschooling, but they don't even have an understanding of it. So. Right, 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 right. 
right. understanding is important. So we thank you, uh, Lachey, Pashal, Monroe, for uh, sharing with us on this Saturday afternoon. And in addition to being a wife and mother, we know that uh, she is an awesome uh, singer as well. Uh, <laughs> we didn't really talk about that. But um, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll work on that uh, and come back. With that at another time, and so we go way back, House of Prayer days, and so yeah, um, wow, you took it way back on a long, long time, <laughs> long time, life a lifetime ago. But, uh, yes, sir. <laughs> but, but thank God for uh, those days, and uh, listen, it all we, we are who we are today uh, because of where we've been and what we've experienced and what we go through. And our God connections. So uh, in your uh, final, we can wrap it up or do you want to close in prayer or, you know? Sure. sure, Uh, Okay. And so um, once again, we thank you everyone for listening this Saturday afternoon. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers. Um, We uh, pray that you, uh, if you missed anything, you can listen immediately following this episode on Block Talk Radio, on Spotify, on Apple iTunes, or Google Play. We're here every Saturday from 1 p.m. until 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Again, Lachey, we thank you for sharing with us your experience, your family, as well for sharing uh, with us on today. We pray that someone was blessed. And Okay, it's all on you. Well, thank you for having me. Um, Lord, thank you for this time, God. I thank you for the gospel. I thank you for this initiative that um, desires to spread the gospel, Lord, um, so that people can hear and receive you, Lord. I pray that even today something was said that would cause someone to want to get to know you, to um, include you in their lives, to make you the center, the Lord of their lives. But I pray that um, that you would continue, Lord, to bless this show, continue to move the show forward, Lord, and take it in the direction that you see fit. Um, I thank you for every father, God, that was listening. I thank you for every mother that was listening, Lord. I pray a special prayer over the parents um, that that are listening, Lord, maybe some that are discouraged. I pray that you would uplift and encourage their spirits, encourage their hearts, Lord, and help them understand that you are in control, that you are writing this vision out for our children, Lord, and all we can do is lead and guide, but you are the author of their lives, Lord, and you have the final say, God. So I ask that um, you would just encourage and strengthen the parents, Lord, to keep being compassionate, to keep um, preaching the gospel to their to their children with love and kindness, Lord. And I pray that um, you would bless their children, Lord. I pray for the children that you would cover them, God, in this very tough climate that we're in right now. Um, Protect our children, God, as if we would cover them with your blood, Lord. They're going um, and they're coming. I pray that um, you would draw their hearts to you, Lord, because you you want the children to come to you, Lord. I pray that you would begin to draw these children's hearts to you. Any child that has gone um, wayward or gone in a direction um, that doesn't honor you or serve you, Lord, draw them back in, God, because you can. You can do that because you're God. You can do anything, Lord. Help us to remember that, that you are powerful and you are all-knowing, Lord, and that we can trust you because you've been showing up, because you've been faithful. You're going to continue to be faithful. You're going to continue to provide. 
you're going to continue to make a way out of no way, God, because that's just who you are. That's your character, Lord. So I thank you in advance, Lord, for all that you're doing and everything you've done for us, God, and everything that you're going to do, Lord, that we haven't even seen or witnessed yet, Lord. Help us to relish in that. Help us to relax and rest in you and in your ability. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Listen to the closing song, I Believe the Children Are the Future. God bless you.
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.